What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of In The Numbers with your boy Keegan and Josue. And thank you so much for your following all these days. And please, please do not forget to go to Facebook, type In The Numbers and like the page. And also subscribe in our Spotify for every week you will have content of the good best, content. good content, amazing content amazing. of the good Smart. things of the business side of the NFL and the NFL side of business. Now, Keegan, I want to tell you something, man. Yes, sir. This weekend is amazing, and you know why? Why? Not only because there is football and there's the NFL and my Panthers place as well, yes. but because I am going to London to watch my Panthers for the very first that, time, man. It kind of gives me chills, really, thinking Dude, about that. you know I've never watched an, a football game live. Never. American football game, never that I've watched it live. Is something that is amazing to me. I I guess I take for granted as I could just get one Uber to the game when I was living in Indianapolis. But I think that is super cool you're going. It's in London. True. It's your team. And I'm here. And everything, you're here? It all worked out perfect. Everything <laughs> worked out amazing, man. Yes. But the, the whole London concept is what we're going to touch on today. All right. Yes. But I think that it is super cool. It's your first game. First game ever, man. And you're seeing your Panthers. My Panthers. Can we get, let's start the show off with the prediction. Who are they playing? What's the score going to be? I mean, they're playing inconsistency, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, Panthers yeah. have been inconsistent as well. Cam Newton's not playing, Kyle Allen is managing the game, but the CMC show will keep running the all day long. Rate. I will say plus 100 yards rushing, plus 100 yards receiving, and we will win the game 24-14. 24-14, you heard it here first. There you go, you heard it here first, man. Great. I look forward to hearing about it. and. NFL football, is, it's very fun to watch. Awesome. Now, let's just take this chance to talk about the international success of the NFL because it's amazing now that they're coming to London and I'm here. It's such a cool thing to think about. Like, right. all the international success that... Because, obviously, American football, duh, only for Americans, you know? But there is a lot of people outside the United States that I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're aware of. They actually enjoys this sport, such as me, but I'm from Panama. Right. Shout out to all my Panamanian yes. football fans. So, I mean, let's just go through how does this started in the NFL international thing, right? In your, so, I mean, as we all know, the NFL, the National Football League, is the highest revenue generating league in, in the whole world. Yeah? True. In the whole entire world. And the weird thing about that before 2007 was there was it was all only played within the United States. Yeah. So you're having this amazing monetary success. It's the popularity is soaring. Why not take it international? They've they tried before the first game uh, in London. They tried to do some kind of pro, I mean some amateur games overseas to try and to try and spark the interest of other people, but it wasn't working and it was in 2007, yes, when we sent um, our first two teams internationally over to London and really try to get the interest going over there. Uh, we knew that, we, we, I say we, American, <laughs> well, yeah. the NFL knew that there was um, an untapped market. This game wasn't being played anywhere else, really, to this extent, you know, yeah, with course. all the money involved and with all of the, you know, the best, I guess, best players in the world. But there's mm. not, it, there wasn't, there's no really huge competition over there in regards to American football. True. So again, 2007, <clears throat> we sent our first. The NFL sends the first uh, teams over there, and ever since they have actually since then expanded to Mexico Mexico City as well yep. to try and get into that market as well. So really, it comes down to there are 
the NFL is doing so well within nationally. Let's go ahead, spread this out internationally. And it wasn't until as of recently, this year I think was the first year they actually kind of had their hand in building the new stadium that they planned that you will be attending. Tottenham. Yeah, the, yeah, in the Tottenham. So the NFL had, I mean, it is, it's NFL friendly. It is soccer, football friendly uh, for this exact reason. They're gonna play two, game, two games there for 10 years. And uh, I'm interested to hear your experience there. And that's, that's about, I mean, the gist of it as to why they've expanded internationally. And they've obviously seen success as more games have been, you know, added to the contract. Um, and you're going. You, you, they sell tickets every single year, which is amazing. And you're just going to continue to create this brand awareness to the point where, and we'll talk about this later, maybe they have a team stationed in London. Oh, stay tuned. We don't know. Yeah, stay tuned stay to tuned. listen to our take on this. But, well, let me tell you about my experience. Yes. First of all, funny story, like even we can make a huge parenthesis here. I was in Chicago like two or three years ago. Uh, I met some friends there. I was visiting one Panamanian friend that now lives there. And uh, I met some guys from Wisconsin and we're talking about sports. And I told them that I love American football. And for them, it was extremely weird to listen to a Panamanian talking about American football. I don't want to interject. It was when I found out about you liking football, I was like, wow, this is A, again, weird, but B, really cool. Now I got someone <laughs> to watch football with over here. Sorry. But anyway, when I talking to them, it's like, I, I love American football. And yeah. they're like, seriously, but, but why? Mm. And I'm like, well, the first time that I saw the game, it was amazing. And I really got engaged and I have a team. Now. And I, I told them, I guess you're a Packers fan. They were from Wisconsin, right? And they were like, who's your team? So my like, Carolina Panthers. And they're like, but you have family members there living right. there? Have you been there before? And I'm like, no, not actually. But the thing is like, when I saw the sport for the first time, I still remember, still remember, I watched the whole 2003 NFL season, right? And okay. it was really interesting how the story, the those guys who you don't know, obviously only if you're a Carolina Panther fan, you know this, okay. but that was the moment they were baptized the cardiac cats because they were having all these wins but by extremely low margin and it's like you never know if they're gonna win but they still find fun ways to win all their playoff run was amazing until they get to the super bowl and i watched the super bowl it was in february 2004 I still remember patriots panthers so it's the reason why i actually love the panthers because i was rooting for them you know and the game right. I'm so sorry, it's not because I'm a Carolina Panther fan, but that Super Bowl is easily in the top 10 of the all-time Super Bowl I agree. list. It was an amazing game. It just only, it was so close. It was, okay, Patriots are winning, Panthers are winning, you know? It was so amazing and engaging. And obviously as a kid, I got emotionally invested in the sport, you know? And so it just took one season, one game. True. Yeah. And it's like, I love this team and I really don't know. I, it's like, I cannot explain why, mm -hmm. but I was so emotionally invested in it that I've watched all the season and since then, 2004, I've been a Carolina Panther fan. Right. I've been talking about more than 14, 15 years, you know? Right. And it's really funny for me because the thing about the international success, I know it's hard for you Americans to get, right? Right. But for example, Panama is a small country, but dude, there are American football leagues in Panama, not professional, just for fun. Yeah. But the really? only fact that we only, obviously Panama, uh, in my country, baseball is a major thing. Obviously, football, soccer is a major thing as well. But American football is starting to grow. In, so we make Super Bowl parties, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we go and have all these leagues. We have 
uh, contact league for adults. We have flag football leagues for men and women that are on TV, on national TV, with stats. I mean, the sport is growing so much. And it's really interesting that I feel that in Panama. But how about some other countries as well that are have a huge viewership of the NFL, such as Mexico? Yes. And it's really a thing because we really want to talk about this podcast, in this podcast that you listen first here, that we have a theory. And I think it's a, I think it's a pretty valid theory. Yes, always. That the NFL, what it's doing, is testing the grounds. Mm -hmm. They have been doing this for more than 10 years. Yes. And the NFL is testing the grounds to expand globally, which for me makes a lot of sense and it'll be super fun because I come from a background that I don't need to be born in there or to have family members there or, or to have visited the place to be compromised with an NFL team. In the end, it's a sport, it's fun, it's fun to watch and you want something to root for, you know, a team or a guy. And for me, in my case, was my very first NFL game that I watched of the Carolina Panthers. And I know it's a little bit complicated for you Americans, because mm -hmm. for example, you are from Indy, yes. you have every single reason in the world to be an Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts fan, you know? Yes. But uh, what do you think will be the take of American people if you start bringing, for example, a team from London? So you're saying if they have an, uh, an official team there. True and they will be just a normal part of the NFL schedule rotation. Yeah. You let's go say, there, play a game. Let's put ex uh, quite an example. Okay. Let's just say the, I don't know, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. That they suck so much Bad. that an NFL, uh, sorry, an, a London guy buys the franchise, and the franchise. And instead of Cincinnati Bengals, is the London Bengals. The London Bengals stationed in London. Yes, sir. Okay, so... If you so the Nash the Basketball Association professional the NBA and the MLB the baseball the Major League Baseball yeah. they all have they both have teams internationally and I say internationally they're in Canada yeah so yeah it's really like technically close. I mean it's very close um, I know that there are sometimes maybe exhibition matches in Mexico um, for baseball and all that I think that it will be a little different for a few years. I think that as an American, it is, yeah, this is the American football, the national. Yeah. It, we might have to change the NFL, I guess, to international. Like. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I just thought about that. But so it's in the name, the National Football League. It's, it's a very, you know, Americans are very proud of this sport. I, I myself don't see any issue with the idea of the expansion I think that it would be um, obviously a money generator for the NFL. Yeah. I think as fans, it gives us a different perspective, um, gives us maybe a chance to go visit London, you know, all that fun stuff. I think the issue will come from the players. All right. I, I can see why, but yeah, explain yourself. I th really, because they haven't, they have a ritual, they have a schedule. Every, I mean, Monday is your off day, Tuesday you do this, Wednesday this. Friday this, Thursday, I mean, you, you have an exact schedule. They don't even like, I say they being the players, don't even like when the Thursday games come about because yeah, short that week. shortens your week. You don't have as much time for injuries. You don't have as much time to prepare. So even that's an issue. And now you're going to say that we have to travel X amount of hours, depending on where you are. Yeah. This is less, again, less less prep time, less, you know, physical, um, get better time. You know, like, 
this is a huge issue, not only for the players, but for the teams who are in the league already, you're going to have to pay a lot of money to get to London. A lot of money to transport all your people, all your equipment, all your staff. This isn't a flight from um, what Cincinnati to Green Bay. Like this is, this is it by far exceeds that, doubles, triples. Yeah. I don't know the exact figures, but again, so to kind of summarize it, for as a fan, I think it's enjoyable. I would love to watch it. We watch, we Americans get up and watch the uh, the London games that start at like 10 a.m. back at home, back in the States. Like yeah. we get up and we consume, Amer- we consume football. We don't care where it is. I think it's even cooler that it's in London. That's why I'm up watching it. So I think it's good for the fans. The teams, the current NFL teams, I can see it being a little shaky. All right. Um, for the league itself, I mean, obviously it's it'll capitalize and uh, and make money off of that uh, in any way possible, as they already are. So there's there's pros and cons to each way you look at it. Yeah. As a consumer, as a watcher, as a very big fan, I would I, I would enjoy it. I would love it. I think that it's a great idea. There's pros and cons, but I, I, for myself, I say. I say yes. Cincinnati. Right. What do we call them? Cincinnati. The London. Or London Bengals. Sorry. The London Bengals. Well, well. Let me tell you. Let me tell you my take on it. Right. Yes. So, I completely agree with you on the player side of the mm-hmm. of the game because, <clears throat> for example, and let's talk about the Panthers because this is the game this week, right? Yes. On, on London. In street. They arrived today to London. Eight hour flight. Today being Thursday. Today being Thursday. There you go. And uh, the thing is like. They go and they have most likely a jet lag. Mm-hmm. I was watching cool. some interviews and there is this really cool story about the London guy, F.L. Bada, that's naturally from London and now he's playing back in his home country. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but there are some players that have never been in London. There are some players that have never been in Europe before. They will be the first time. Right. And I will not be surprised if it will be the very first time for a lot of NFL players. We're talking about most likely people that long income, average income families that want a football scholarship to mm-hmm. go to play on a college and then you go to the NFL, you know, it's like, you're not fancy, you know, like, right. and it will be the first time for a lot That's of people cool. to go. That is cool. We got, there's, they're going to have to have passport. They're going to have to have a passport day or something. Cause I know all those people don't have passports. Right. right. Yeah. So it's to that point, <laughs> but the thing is like, there's two points, the players mm-hmm. vantage point and the NFL vantage point. The NFL is winning a lot of money with this. Mm. And it's just like four games a year, which is crazy to think about. But also all the benefits that it must represent for the country itself. Right. For example, in London, right. I'm pretty sure, for example, let's just take me. Mm. Dude, I'm traveling, right. I'm spending my money in the country. Right. I will go and eat and travel. I'll be a tourist, you know? And as me, there was me thousands of people. Right. Thousands of people that are gonna do the same. And once again, I was not born in North Carolina. Right. I'm just a fan. Which is very interesting. So again, yeah, you're right. So we gotta think about, I mean, the NFL themselves are benefiting, but why is London, why is Mexico City, why are they so open to having, hosting these NFL games? It's exactly that. I mean, there are immediate financial benefits for that city, for, I mean, for everything around it that's going on, for, for companies that are, you know, I mean, bar, even just bars are going to, I would spend plenty of money there. Bars <laughs> of mind. course, man. Um, but you're right. It, it's, it's an instant impact um, and hopefully long-term impact on those cities that are, that are taking on these games. I mean, it's a win-win situation 
for the NFL and for these teams. So that's why you see this very cohesive, um, you know, partnership. True. Everyone wins. And when talking about those two sides, very now, good point. Funny thing, if we go into the numbers, actually, the top five countries outside the U.S. that watch and consume a lot of the NFL content, outside the United States, obviously, first, yes. Mexico, which makes a lot of sense. It's really close. Right. But what I'm talking about, the numbers, guys, we're not talking about like three cats watching the NFL. We're talking about more than 20 million yeah. people watching the NFL. Funny story, as I was reading the article, I saw that most Mexican fans are Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys fans, which makes a lot of sense because it's super right. close and all this stuff. But you're doing it wrong. Uh-oh. You are doing it wrong. Uh-oh. Come on. Tell them Go, why. Watch more teams, man. Not just the Dallas Cowboys. Come on. And yes, this is a hater comment. At me if you want. This is a hating comment. I'm so sorry about <laughs> it. Then we go with Brazil, which for let me, me let is me stop you real quick. Yeah, of course. The Mexico, I read this earlier, so we're in the numbers. We got to go in the numbers, of course. Right. Um, going back to the impact it has on the city, um, in the Mexico point that you just made, NFL's game in Mexico City in 2016 had a $45 million economic impact on the city. This is um, foxbusiness.com. They again, they go on to say economics are not, or economists are generally skeptical of the accuracy of this, but still. $45 million to the city in economic impact, that's huge. Amazingly huge. Huge. Okay, and again, again uh, the other team is Brazil, which for me is crazy. I yeah. couldn't believe that. One. We're talking about Brazil where pretty much everybody breathes football, unlike American football. Soccer, yes. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. <laughs> and funny thing, I met a friend from Brazil, I uh, met her uh, this year, and her brothers actually consume a lot of NFL content. You know? Really? Yeah, and, and it's crazy to think because I've never thought, well, in Brazil, Hmm. Well, you know, only watch football, not American football. Right. And, but it's funny that there's millions of millions of people watching it. Then after Brazil, Canada, and are you ready for this? Yes. The other country is South Korea. What in the world is going on? For me, when I watched these numbers, it was completely amazing. But again, if you got this, that means, and the NFL is thinking right, mm. that what if they break the mall to do this a global thing and not just a national thing? People everywhere is watching, right. and I pr- I'm pretty sure, Keegan, in all these countries, mm-hmm. there are people like me that doesn't have a reason to go for a one, for example, Carolina Panthers fan or Dallas Cowboys fan. I was not born there, nor have a family member, but still I have an emotional reason to be compromised as every other of these guys yeah. in every parts of the world, and why not make it international to an extent that is economically makes sense mm-hmm. for the league. And that's really good point, and I like that where they've where they've started. I mean, they're like you've said earlier, this mold that they've created in London. I mean, this is where you you have the biggest, uh, if not one of the biggest, soccer leagues in the world. True. I mean, so they went straight into what is probably a difficult market, given that these fans already have their fandom, their loyalty. But I would. I read that they've they've done this strategically to the point where if we can survive here, we can probably go what to with Germany, Canada, sure. Mexico. Like that's a very tough um, that's a very tough city to, to to like assert yourself. And I'd read a little bit of strategy. So they had to to create this model that you mentioned. They've sent the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've yeah. sent them there. They, they agreed four years in a row they're going to send the Jaguars. The players didn't love it, but you start to gain a you know a home team. Maybe you'll when you go, maybe you'll see some Jaguars things because mm-hmm. I mean they've extended that contract, so you see these teams coming. 
constantly. So there's your home team. And for the visiting teams, I've read that to kind of test the uh, viability of this, they've sent some West Coast team, some West Coast from the United States teams over there so that they don't, maybe they don't really know these teams, but they're still selling out these games. All right. So you have a home team, you, they're flying in these away teams from the West Coast. I mean, and it's all looks, appears, and we, we were reading that it's successful. I agree, if we can make this an, an, on an international scale, why wouldn't you? Now that you mention it, I will tell you I will tell you something really interesting. I didn't know this about the Jaguars actually, but you yeah. know who is the owner of the Jaguars? His name is Shahid Khan. Yes. Or a funny mustache as many people know him. Great mustache. I love his mustache. Great mustache. But Shahid Khan, which is amazing because he's a billionaire family, they have a lot of investments. And you know what other team he owns? Ah, the Fulham FC. Yes, sir. All right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about Shahid Khan. Now that you mentioned the Jaguars, yes. he is testing the grounds for sure. Absolutely. And I, you're putting those pieces together. I was going to bring that up, but you are smarter <laughs> and you put them together yourself. <laughs> he's, I mean, it's an incredible thing about the way he's thinking that if he's testing the grounds for the thing, obviously he's a billionaire <laughs> and I mean, all his kids has all these billion dollar investments. Right. But they're so smart, mm -hmm. and I know him closely to his son, Tony Khan, which also an investment, but there's another topic there. But it's a, I think it's really cool how this is expanding, mm -hmm. and also for you Americans to not understand but to embrace the popularity outside the US mm -hmm. on people that, ask me, doesn't have a particular reason to be a Karina Panther fan, but I'm emotionally invested in it, I will completely put up my money when I have some to go to North Carolina one day and go to a home game. But as me, there are many people. Right. And this will be for me and for many people outside the US an international success. Funny thing and another funny thing. Mexico and Brazil are the top two countries right. following United States in viewership. But then that why they went to United Kingdom, which is like uh, according to this list number six. Mm -hmm. The top economies of the world to invest in, first of all, American economy, United States. It's a huge market, big market. And you know what follows after that? United Kingdom. So it's they saw coincidence. It, yeah, they right. saw the potential there that, as you said, mm -hmm. they can make it there. They can go to Canada, they can go yep. to Mexico, and that will be economically good for them. Wonder how it will work for the players, though. Right. But what, I mean... It still makes sense. Right, it does. And again, there's gonna. It, this isn't as easy as we're making it out to be. I mean, right. the NFL players, I mean, they have union. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of money to be able to make this happen. But the success that they'd seen in the, in the past 10, 12 years, I mean, it is possible from what we're saying and what we've read that in the future, there could be a team there. And what I'm looking forward to is hearing your experience there. Yes. And seeing your first football game. Well, dude, I promise you something. I don't know what the topic will be next week, but I'm pretty sure we'll Come spend at least up. the first five minutes oh. talking about the experience the that I have in London. My very first even... game. Uh, it's, it will be amazing, man. It I, will be completely amazing. I think it's... I, I'm really... Are you wearing your jersey? Of course I'm wearing... I think I'm buying another jersey. Like, I, I, I think my economy will suffer a lot, you know? Like, I'll be financially compromised this weekend. See, and that's what they're trying to do. Trying to get this international co the co consumers to see the product, because the product's fun. People enjoy it. People like watching football. Let's get in front of as many people as we can internationally. 
and people will do exactly what Josue is doing. Yes, but don't do it, guys. That's a bad advice. <laughs> That's a bad advice. Mm -hmm. And pay cash, not use your credit cards and stuff. Well, I for sure will tell you my, all my experience when you come back next week. Thank you so much, guys, for watching this Thank episode. You, yeah, guys. We made it to episode four. And don't forget, please, like us in Facebook and subscribe on Spotify. Once again, this is Kieran and Josue with In The Numbers. Take care, guys.